Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Romans 5. It's a wonderful chapter. There's a lot of different pieces to it that that really strike me and give me hope. And uh, But before we start reading, let's go to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for your word and thank you for who you are. Thank you for being the creator of all, the one who spoke it all into existence and then actually cared about each and every one of us, knowing each and every one of us. It's amazing, Lord, how you love us and you care about us. Even when we are not doing what you want us to do, you still died for us while we are still sinners. So, Lord, I just lift up this time. I, I thank you for, for everything you've done. and I just pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us, would work inside of us, that it would be your message, your word that we hear. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So Romans 5 has a lot of different elements within it. I love the part where it talks about suffering, producing perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Um, That's always just been important to me and has touched me significantly. And then I love the way that also there's the, um, again, the progression of how Adam, one man, brought sin into the world, and then one man, Christ, brought right brought redemption into the world and peace with God. So all of that just there's so many pieces in here that just strike me. So anyways, let's get started. Verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people, because all sinned, to be sure sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. But the gift of the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of the one man, 
How much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through the one, that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Christ Jesus? Subsequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification in life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's so much in there, and I just love it. But we'll we'll look at what A. W. Tozer has to say about the very first pair, uh, very first line or verse, where it says, "Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ." Tozer writes. And it was, this was part of his sermon that he gave um, in the 18, I think it was 1861. Anyways, he writes, Now faith brings to the soul, according to the text, two blessings. It is not the creator of these things, but the conveyance, the channel, the conduit pipe through which these favors come to us. First, it brings us a state of peace. Being justified by faith... And secondly, it brings, brings us a sense of peace. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. A peace with God. There wasn't peace with God in the, in the past, before our salvation, before our reconciliation. He goes on to write, Our first thoughts shall be about that most important of all matters, a state of peace with God. In our natural state, we have no peace. God is angry with us because we are sinful, and we are at variance with God because he is holy. God cannot agree with us. Can two walk together except they are agreed? And we cannot agree with God, for the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. There is a, there is a breach between the rebellious creature and the righteous creature. So with that, there is this, there is a breach between us, but with faith, we gain peace with God. He writes, continues before we can enjoy peace within our hearts, there must be a state of peace established between us and God. We must submit ourselves to the Lord and he must forgive the past and make with us a covenant of peace, or else there is no peace for us. Thank God we have Christ and we have this, because I know before I accepted the Lord, and when I've run from him, the peace in my heart is gone. There is no peace. There is no joy. 
Um, there's just a foreboding knowing that I'm, I'm doing stuff wrong and that it's not the right life for me. But with Christ comes the reconciliation, comes the salvation, and there is peace with God. So with that, let's go ahead and close with prayer. Father, thank you for today and thank you for your word. And most importantly, thank you for Jesus who gives us grace, mercy, and covers us with his blood and his sacrifice so that we do have peace with you. Life without you is chaotic and unsettled. With you, there is peace. Life is still challenging. There's still sufferings. But with them, we have a peace because the peace has been made with you, the creator of all. So, Father, I just pray at this time for our family, our friends, and our nation that there would be a reconciliation for all of them who need to know you. For all would turn to you and receive that peace between them and you. We're in a battle, Lord, and I just pray for your Holy Spirit to strengthen us. I pray for your angels to stand about us so we can continue to do your will. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.